everybody and welcome to another edition of the world football index scouting spotlight podcast i'm your host austin miller joined as always by tom robinson tom it has been too long my good friend i think both of us have been quite busy lately but with an international break a little bit of a chance for us to take a little breath and and record a couple spotlight pods and i gotta say i'm very excited to be back with you yeah i've missed you man it's been way too long um yeah like you said it's been busy i've been up in scotland and over in spain so yeah, it's just been hard to find time to do these, but it's it's good to get back on it. And one of the players that we're going to talk about today is uh, someone who's been featuring in these recent friendlies. So looking forward to it. Absolutely. Today's show will focus on Boca Juniors attacker Christian Pavon, who, as Tom said, has featured for Argentina in their past couple of friendlies here in this international break, assisting on a pair of goals, including one today for Huero and Argentina's 4-2 loss against Nigeria. Tom, come on, man. What is up with Argentina? Well, that's a big question, really, isn't it? <laughs> An I entire mean, series of podcasts could be used to answer that question, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah. I think uh, let's just put it down to some uh, tinkering from San Pauli and, sure, and sure, trying, to, right. trying to give these uh, young young players a chance, which is which is good to see. And, you know, one thing we can definitely say is that Pauon's given himself maybe an outside shout of sneaking a place with uh, with those assists in each game. So apart from the result, positive on a personal note for him. Yeah, we will definitely get into Pavone's national team outlook in a little bit. But let's talk about him as a player, Tom. He plays for a Boca Juniors side that I think you and I are in agreement are probably among certainly among the most talented sides in South America. Just looking at their squad list, they might be the most talented side in South America, but we're not in this year's Libertadores. So that allowed them to focus on just kind of running through the Argentine domestic league, which they were able to do with a lot of success. Where does Pavone fit in with this Boca side and what's allowed him to be so successful? Well, Pavone has been mainly deployed on the right-hand side of uh, the front three that's worked so well for Boca Juniors this last 18 months, really. He kind of came in and maybe was one of the more unsung forwards with Dario Benedetto getting loads of goals and Ricky Centurion kind of providing the, the tricks and flicks uh, that he's he's capable of when he's not getting himself sent off. So he was kind of quietly going about his business and he, he racked up, I think, nine goals and 10 assists last last season as Boca won the league and you know a lot of people expected him to go in the summer I think most of the club thought that you know someone would come in and and pay a lot of money for him because he's he is one of the best and most consistent youngsters in Argentina right now but he, he stayed with Boca and they have been unstoppable this season they've got eight wins from eight uh, they won the Super Classico against River the other the other week and he's been in great form I think he's um, he's already managed maybe even five assists this season in in eight games or it might even be six so yeah he's he's hit the ground running he's he's continued that form that he showed last season and that's earned him a deserved call up to the national team so I mean the, the system for Boca works really well uh, they've got pace and and directness on the on the wings they've got a good midfield supplying supplying them and and a striker in Benedetto who's who's putting away those chances so it's it's one that Baris Escoloto uh, used with great success at Lanús and it, it, it took a bit of time but now he's got the right players and 
Pavon's just gone from strength to strength, really. Tom, you and I are both certainly very impressed with Pavon, what he's done for Boca with the, the entirety of that Boca team. But I'm curious as to your thoughts on how well his skill set and his ability will translate to Europe. It's obviously only a matter of time before he moves. We'll get into when we think that'll happen in a little bit. But how well does what he does how well does that translate to fitting into a, a mid-table or, or bigger European side? Again, playing with talented players like he's able to do at Boca, do you think he'll be able to be as successful when moving? I'd give him a good chance of uh, doing well at almost any any league in Europe, really, because he's got that searing pace that is going to trouble any fullback. And he's very direct. He's quick. He's a strong dribbler. So he can he can go on the outside. He likes to cut inside, and and that shows you that he's he's like an all round threat really because he he gets goals as well as as plenty of assists. Um, and and that yeah that kind of width and pace and power I think can be a useful tool in any any team that uses it right. Uh, I think it means that a team in England would be uh would be quite well suited to him. I think a lot of the time we. We look at South American forwards and think, oh, you know what, they might be better suited to Spain or to Italy or uh, maybe a lesser league like Portugal to begin with. But I think he's someone who could go in and, you know, much like Richarlison has, has done at Watford in uh, this season, he's someone who could go in and, and potentially make a, that kind of impact in, in a quick, high-pressing or countering attacking side even. And yeah, he's, he's got a good shot from range as well. He uh, His finishing hasn't always been his strongest suit but he, he does score the odd spectacular goal cutting in from the flank you know he can even play on the left and, and use that right foot coming coming off there and yeah I think I think he's got a bit of everything you know he's kind of Di Maria comparisons the most obvious player that you'd you'd compare him to but I think he's he's got a slightly better decision making than uh, than Di Maria at times and and yeah, he's showing that he can slot into, well, I don't know if Argentina's necessarily a, a better team right now, but certainly uh, one with higher level players. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty uh, positive. I mean, what, what have you made of him from the, the games you've seen? Yeah, I've, I've certainly been impressed with him. I also like that you you wove Richarlison in there, another one of our scouting spotlight prodigies that we've touched on at some point. So anytime we can, you know, kind of look back on the guys that we've been able to profile and say, hey, we were right about him. Always good. So you're good for the brand, Tom. You're good for the brand. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm on brand. I'm on brand. Right. I, I like Pavone. Uh, I think he's a good player. The first time that I... So with Boca not being in the Libertadores, I really haven't gotten to see much of them this year because most of the South American football that's not Brazilian that I watch is the Libertadores. So I haven't seen that much of Boca. I did watch Argentina against Russia dreadful match that was and I watched them today against Nigeria I liked Pavone on that right side was very dangerous played in a lot of good balls played in some less stellar balls as well but you could tell the thinking was right which I, I definitely appreciated you know even when it didn't necessarily come off I thought he was trying to make the right pass he was trying to he made the right decision he just didn't quite nail the execution so I certainly like that his assist on the goal for Aueto today was 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 top class um he's a really really good player and and I don't think there's any reason why he can't be successful in Europe and speaking of that when do you think he will move you said that there was kind Kind of the feeling around Boko that he would be gone already, but he's not. This is something that you and I have talked about seemingly for, you know, 12, 18 months now is this looming World Cup. Well, it's finally almost here. And that has kind of kept players maybe in South America a bit longer than usual. Do you think that's a case for Pavone where he doesn't want to risk a move? 
We're not quite sure of what he's able to do with the Argentina side, if he'll be in or out. But the fact that he, he got the call for these set of friendlies and played twice, you know, that certainly bodes well for him, I think you could say. So do you see him staying at Boca at least through the end of the World Cup? I would probably say that he's going to stay where he is purely because Boca have got the Libertadores coming up and they're in a position where they can hang on to these these players. And I, I think if he was going to have moved, the time was going to be in the summer. Um, there's been rumours linking him to Paris Saint-Germain for up to 12 months now. And I know that uh, Monaco were another club that were interested in the summer. I think uh, there was also an unnamed English club that made a bid for him. So th- there's certainly I can tell interest. you it probably wasn't Stoke City, just for the... <laughs> yeah, or, or Aston Villa, to be honest. There's the, there's a possibility of, move, of a move, as there always is, and he's definitely put himself in the shop window with these brief cameos for Argentina. But I think he's probably going to stay. He's at a big club who's going to probably do quite well in the Libertadores before the World Cup. So he's going to get plenty of exposure there. And why kind of rock the boat when you've got a good thing going? At the same time, money talks. And you know, I think uh, potentially looking at bids of sort of 15, 20, 25 million for him. So I think if someone came along, that Boca might take take the money and maybe use that to bring Tevez back, uh, which which seems on the cards. And and they do have um, uh, a kid, Christian Espinosa, who who came through a Huracan and then went off to Villarreal. And then, uh, I think they've brought him back. I'm not sure if it's on loan or if they've bought him, but he kind of fits a similar profile of a wide right sort of uh, winger come come forward and they've also got Wanchope Avila who also played with uh, with Espinosa Huracan so it's potential they might kind of think well you know that that's a combo that worked before and with Tevez and uh, Cardona and Benedetto and who knows who else they might bring in but they, they might think we, we can probably survive without him and, and use the money to bring in some other players. So you, you never know in, in South American football, but I think he's, he's probably left it too late to, to get a place in that Argentina squad. And, and as such, we'll think, well, I might as well have a crack at the Libertadores with, with Boca first. That was my next question for you. We, we saw him get two appearances against Russia and Nigeria. He got the start against Nigeria and played the full 90 minutes today, played 12 minutes against Russia, and I believe assisted on the game-winning goal, correct? Yeah, that's correct. He got the, uh, the assist so, uh, for Aguero after Messi put him through. Um, so, yeah. So Good continues to, to rack up those assists wherever he finds himself. He was a member of the Olympic squad for Argentina in 2006, played at the Under-20 World Cup in 2015. He's a really talented player, but you seem to be a little bit low on his, his opportunity to make the World Cup squad for 2018. Why is that? I just think that there's so many good attacking players for Argentina right now. You know, if you think you've got Aguero, Messi, Dybala, Maybe Acardi, maybe Higuain, maybe Benedetto. You know, you've got a, a lot of players already fighting it out, and Sam Paoli might surprise us and see a guy who fits into his system. And it's, I'm not ruling it out. I just, and I think this is a player who, in the future, will become a very important player for the Argentinian national team. But I just think it's maybe come, yeah, maybe even six months too early, you know? So it's not out of the woods and I don't want to seem like I'm hating on Pawan because I'm, I'm a, I am a big fan and I, I you know I think he's he's played ex- impressively for the last 12 to 18 months and is improving kind of week on week so yeah it's I, I'd like to see him there I just I just think there's a few players ahead of him 
One thing I would say as well, though, is he is a very big game player. One of his first ever goals for Boca came in a Super Classico against uh, River. Um, he'd actually made a bet before the game that if he if he scored, he would get uh, his agent's son's BMW for a month, and he you know he managed to get that. So he, he's done that. He's he's performed well in the Libertadores for Boca before. I think the Libertadores before. Uh, in the last Libertadores, I think he got four goals and three assists in eight games when, when Boca eventually lost out to Independiente del Valle. I think he got the two goals in the in the home loss to the, to them in the in the semifinal. And he also got the equaliser that took the quarterfinal against Nacional to, to penalties. So he's this player who is capable of stepping up and making an impact. So maybe Sampaoli's seen that and, and thinks this guy's got the right mentality and, and the right physical attributes to to make an impact for Argentina. Well, I'm, I'm happily to be proved wrong. Tom, I'm correct in remembering that 2016 Libertadores quarterfinal with Nacional. Pavone was the guy who scored and already on a yellow took off his shirt to celebrate to pick up his second yellow and get sent off, correct? Well, yeah, now you remind me. Maybe not the best uh, big game mentality in, in that respect. Less than ideal, less than ideal. <laughs> Let's put it down to just uh, the excitement of uh, sure. scoring a big goal. He was also goal. 20. You know, you can, <laughs> exactly. you can write it off. But I, I just remember that you bringing up that 2016 Libertadores. said, wait, somebody picked up a red. I was vaguely remembering the situation. There you go. That was Pavone against Nacional. So he scored the goal, but, you know, also got himself sent off. Oh, well, it happens. Um, you live and learn. Yeah. As far as Argentina is concerned, I, I think I'm with you. I think, as you said, the thing that he has going for him is, is one, he's in form. There's no question about that. He's been playing incredibly well. And two... He does fit that Sampaoli system as kind of that wide right player. But as you and I were talking pre-pod, uh, Argentina already have somebody to to fill that role in Lionel Messi. And it, you're not going to see Pavone unseating him anytime soon. No, I don't think so. If, uh, if it's like like for like, then there's no chance. But if maybe Sampaoli decides that Messi's role is going to be more of a 10 or, you know, just to go wherever he likes, then... Maybe Pavone can can fit in as that kind of guy who's going to just do an obvious run and cut in from the right, and Messi can find him, and like we saw with the goal against Russia. So maybe that maybe there's a way if he, he links up well with Messi, which you know we've often seen as a as a problem. You know, Dybala complaining about kind of getting in the same space as as Messi. Pavon, maybe he's someone who can do some do the unselfish stuff and and make the right runs. And, and who knows? He, he might be the, the missing piece of the puzzle. I think you could definitely see him get a call up for those March friendlies and kind of one final audition. All right, could this work? Could you fit into this system with these players? And as you said, you can't really rule anything out, especially given the way that Argentina are playing. I don't know that there are a ton of certainties in that side. And if Sampaoli is able to find something that works and if Pavone is a part of that, then I think you could absolutely see him go to the World Cup. I don't know that I would consider this Argentina side closed per se, like maybe you would with the Brazil side, right? But yeah, there's definitely options available and, and people who are really fighting for position. There's, you know, there's probably several players who Sam Pauli has in mind. And I, and I think there's, there's a good probably almost 10 places which you could see uh, swing from one player to the other. So Let's uh, let's let's leave it open for him and um, and let's not make any uh, silly predictions that might come back to to haunt us. <laughs> well, on the on the idea of silly predictions that could come back to haunt us, it's the time of the show, Tom, 
where I ask you to try to peg where he's going to move in Europe. You mentioned PSG. You mentioned Monaco. You mentioned an unnamed English side that we then deducted was neither Aston Villa nor Stoke City. Uh, where do you see Pavon going when he does make that jump and, and move across the pond to Europe? It's tricky. Um, the consistent, persistent rather, uh, links to France would make that sort of somewhere that's definitely on the cards. Paris Saint-Germain, I think, are fairly well stocked now uh, for forwards. So I, I don't think they're going to be uh, splashing big money on him. I think Monaco would be a good shout because they've, they've got a good reputation of picking up young players and uh, giving them game time and, and then selling them, them on for more. I just don't know whether if his price might be too high for, for Monaco to see that as, as, as good business. I, I definitely think uh, that England's a good, good destination for him. And I, I really wouldn't be surprised to see a club that has, has the money and is maybe even it's ones that's, that's struggling a bit in January and, and, and need a, and a quick fix. I think he would definitely fit into fit into a team even like Liverpool as like a backup for Salah or, or Mane. So France could be a, a good place for him and somewhere that would be an easier transition. But let's not rule out uh, one of the rich clubs in the Premier League taking a punt on him as well. Monaco, for me, I think, of the clubs that you've mentioned, seems to be a really good fit. He also, I think, is the type of player that could be bought and then obviously sold on again later for profit, which, as we know, Monaco really likes to do, um, something that kind of fits in with their club. So if I had to guess at this point, which, as we know, is a fruitless exercise 99% of the time, I would say Monaco for Pavon. You see the rumor has already been there, and I think it would fit in pretty well with that squad. And I think that would be a good place, a good move for him, especially as kind of his first experience with Europe. A club like Monaco, I think, is the right stature for, for Pavon at this point. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with that. And, you know, with someone like Falcao there in the penalty box, uh, he's, he's going to have a good good player to aim for. So. Uh, I'd like to see him there. Alrighty, well there you have it. That's our scouting spotlight on Boca Juniors' Christian Pavone. Be sure to follow us on Twitter for all of the latest from the World Football Index. For Tom, I'm Austin, simply saying goodbye and thanks for listening. Thank you.